0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: It is indeed the uh, Wednesday night edition 706 here on a beautiful Wednesday evening, the beginning of what's going to be a fantastic few days. So enjoy it indeed. Uh, your phone calls, as always, phone lines open 416. 416- Eight seven zero sixty four hundred people starting to trickle back to work, trying to exercise that uh, that distancing. But there's a lot of businesses that are not open yet, or they can't open yet, or they haven't been allowed to open yet. And uh, before we get started here, Lior, I wanted to mention this, and these are, these are friends of the show, and uh, they, they have a banquet hall. It's called the Avenue Banquet Hall, and they have not been able to open because of COVID-19, but rather than just sitting back in their laurels, what they've done is they've started to get donations, uh, monetary donations for meals provided to health care workers. So they've been doing this for about two months now. Just awesome stuff. Provided meals to the staff at South Lake, uh, Lake Lakeridge Health, Bayview Extended Care, Mount Sinai, many more. Uh, it's a good way for them to give back to the community, help people on the front line, and also keep some of their staff working to a little degree anyway. They're doing really awesome stuff. And not only can you donate uh, some cash so they can continue this effort, you can also go there and get some catering and delivery uh, or for pickup on Fridays. They're located around Dufferin Steeles, north of Toronto. Again, it's the com. The Avenue Banquet Hall banquethall.com doing brilliant work over there and we uh we commend them for doing that so good stuff that they're uh they're taking their time and, and giving back for sure pal what uh, how are you doing
2: well, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, excited to be here and, and, and yep. excited to talk about employment law and workplace rights. And uh, you know, John, a lot of questions are still being asked. My gosh, I I did an interview this morning on uh, Global News, just talking about workplace uh, returning to work and what this means for everyone. So that is the big topics, John. And uh, hopefully, we can answer as many questions as possible today about that and about all workplace rights.
1: Yeah, and very common questions that you get every day. We're going to talk, uh, tackle that topic anyway, but I know you want to get to the week that was, and in the meantime, fill up the phone lines. They're open. We're ready for your calls. If you have any comments or questions about going back to work or how to navigate that whole thing in the next few weeks, bring it on. 416-870-6400 is the, uh, the way to call through. Go ahead, Bell, What do you got for me?
2: Yeah, a couple of situations that came across my desk, and if these kind of you know ring a bell or sound familiar or raise a concern that you may have, give us a call, take advantage of the fact that we're here to answer all your questions but uh, a couple situations the first one I'll tell you but I got a I spoke with the lady uh, actually earlier today she had gone back to work uh, beginning of the week uh, and she was fine uh you know, ready to go back to work, excited. But when she got there, she realized that her employer was not even remotely concerned about social distancing. No measures were put into place. She was uh, standing and sitting next to others, and, and there was really no no arrangements made at all to ensure right. that people are safe. She spoke to her employer, said, well, can't do it. That's the way it is. She continued working her shift. She went home. The next day, she she's kind of thinking to herself, talked to her husband, like, well, what am I doing? Not Nothing is worth that. And she talked to her employer and said, well, I'm not comfortable coming in. I, I can't do this. You haven't allowed social distancing. Well, wouldn't you know it? She gets a, a, an email later that afternoon from her employer saying, well, because you're not coming into work, uh, we're considering you, considering you to have resigned. So we'll be sending you all your property in, the, in due course and goodbye. So she calls me and I spoke to her today. And so here's the thing, John, I've said this before, but this is so important, especially now. Probably the most fundamental obligation that an employer has is to keep its employees safe. That's number one. And that's especially important right now. An an employer must meet all safety precautions, all safety guidelines that the government and then the health authorities have put forward. Social distancing, ensuring only so many people are at work or so many customers are in the store, what have you. They have to follow that. And an employee does not have to work. Absolutely not, unless those guidelines are followed. So, in this situation, she was absolutely right not to go to work. She was absolutely right to say you got to fix this employer. So that's not a resignation. She did what she should have done and what was right to do and that now becomes a termination for cause that's even bad faith. She's going to be owed significant compensation, but I wanted to remind everyone out there. Your employer does have to protect you and meet social distancing guidelines. If they don't, you don't have to work. Uh, let your employer know, you know, make sure, you know, that that they understand what the concern is and what they can do to protect you. But that's the primary obligation. You have to be safe. Your employer has to keep you safe, and an employer frankly that cannot keep its employees safe should not open up for business.
1: Again, it is 416-870-6400. We'll get to more matters in that regard first. I'll always bounce over the phones the uh, the top priority. In that regard, Rita, thank you for uh, for hanging on. Good evening. How are you?
3: Good,
1: How are you? Excellent. What's so uh, what's going on with you?
3: Um, well, basically I um was promoted to high volume, higher volume store than what I'm in. I'm in retail. And because of what's going on, they changed the structure of this particular store, so it's a much higher volume. Uh, I did receive an increase for this change, but now they are sending me back to the lower volume store. Uh, I did receive an increase, so I'm just wondering if they're able to take away the increase or if I'm still entitled to that.
2: So the increase, percentage-wise, how much are we talking about? Was it 2%, 10%? What kind of an increase?
3: Um, I would say it was 7%.
2: So here's the thing. They don't, strictly speaking, have a right to cut you back to your old rate. But because it's less than 10%, if they were to give you a pay cut to your old rate, it's a 7% pay cut then it, it it's borderline usually anything over 10% is something that you don't have to accept or or you can treat as a constructive dismissal because it's less than 10% in this case 7 it, it's probably something you won't be able to do much about so from a legal standpoint you may not have recourse i would talk to your employer see if you can guys t- can agree to some sort of a compromise But if they say, sorry, we're going to bump you back down to that 7%, then no, uh, not much you could do. Now, if they say, well, we actually need to to cut you back even further, we're going to cut you back 15%, then, yeah, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal at that point, and you can treat that as a termination and get your severance. But 7% is not quite there.
3: Okay, thank you.
1: Thank you, Rita. Appreciate that. Let us know what happens. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number. Going to move on to uh, to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. How are you?
3: Hi, you guys. Good evening. I have a question. Um, my wife is a full time student and also uh, just ending her maternity leave. And I'm curious if she qualifies for either the CERB or the student benefit.
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, so so she's finishing her maternity leave. Uh, yes. If she and she had a job, I take it uh, when she went on maternity leave. She had a job, yeah, and she earned the five thousand dollars in twenty nineteen. And the the reason she's not going back to work presumably is because of the of the virus. The
3: reason she's not going back to work is because her job is seasonal, I guess, in a way, and it doesn't start till September.
2: I see, I see. So, so even if there was no virus, she wouldn't be going back to uh, to work. Yeah, that's correct. It, it, Okay, I understand. Uh so because of that, uh she wouldn't qualify for the CRB at least not till September. She may qualify for the CRB in September uh because uh it's available till October if she's not back at work. Hopefully she is, but she would qualify for the student benefit if she's also uh, a post uh postgraduate student. She is. And my question about that is her semester is technically done in the
3: middle of August. Right. Is that when she applies or does she apply Like after her EI runs out from her maternity leave? After uh, after
2: her EI runs out, that's when she applies. Okay, that's in mid-July. Okay, so that's what we'll do then. That sounds great.
1: No problem. Thank Patrick, you. appreciate the call and uh, your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. 416-870-6400. Got time for a couple more calls even before the break. Uh, so bring it on. 416-870-6400. All these questions getting answered quickly. So uh, don't wonder. Give us a call. Get some answers. Jonathan, you're uh, you're up next. Good evening. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? I
3: got a quick question. Uh, it's probably common, but uh, I was going to work at my job until September, October, and I had two weeks uh, vacation for july and in the month of august so a month total but let's say i, I give them two weeks notice now i'm just wondering because i would have got paid a certain amount for the vacation like well, do i get paid out for the vacation how does that work
2: yeah any any accrued vacation that you have the company has to pay it out when you leave so yes if you've accrued two weeks vacation then they have to pay you two weeks if it's a week it's a three week uh, three weeks whatever it is they have to pay it out
3: got it so just to clear that up unused vacation they still have to pay it out if you quit before that time Absolutely, they do. 100%. Perfect. That pretty much answers the question.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, appreciate that. By the way, anytime you want to reach out when we're not on the air, here's the number to get a hold of Lior and the team. It's one eight five five eight two one. Fifty nine hundred. That is the way it goes. pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. dot ca. What a website that is! It's got like, well, it's like having a, a a lawyer in your pocket at all times. It's absolutely <laughs> free. It's anonymous and it is very robust. It'll give you all kinds of information. Want to go to the uh, phones four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Got time before we uh, we slide off into a break? We do indeed. Pam. Hi. Good evening.
3: Hi. Um, I'm just phoning about. It's it's for my daughter. I was just mm. wondering, like, she works in a retail store. Which you know is, I guess, the, he wants to start opening it opening the store. But she's a single parent, and daycares are, you know, the kids go to a daycare that's in a school. Like it's it it's not part of the school. It's a separate. You know what I mean? The daycare right. rent space space from them. So, but they're not opening because the government, you know, that hasn't phase two of the whatever, you know, yep. is not started. So what? what should she do? Like, how can she go back to work if she has no one to watch
2: the children? So the good news is she is allowed legally to stay off work if she has childcare obligations. So the government has uh, created this leave, a special leave of absence that allows her to be off work as long as needed. So her employer can't punish her. She can't lose her job because of it. So what she needs to tell her employer very simply, and, you know, make sure there's in writing email works really well, that because my, my kids are, don't have a, Uh, care i have to stay home with them so i can't come back to work right now and i'll come back to work as soon as i can so that's fine she cannot be punished for it so she's absolutely protected uh pam
3: yeah because i mean i know he'll probably say oh bring them to work but why would you want to bring your no
2: no 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 she should not she should not do that especially not now she can stay home and she's absolutely protected if he does give her a hard time have her call me but she's absolutely protected
3: okay okay
1: Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Here's that number again. Keep it, uh, just in case, One eight five five eight two is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address. Uh, Bill, I see you there. Hang on. We'll get to your call and then yours as well. you got tons of time. Bring it on. This is the number, four one six eight seven zero, sixty four hundred. 6400 Employment Law Show, right here. Global News Radio. It is 7:21 uh, on your Wednesday evening. Loving it out there, and uh, looking forward to the weekend as well. Good time for you to call, take some time, get some answers as it pertains to you as an employee or an employer, for that matter. Bringing on these are uh, turbulent times in the job market, and uh, employment law indeed is still robust and still there and still happening. So have no, uh, well rest assured that you're still uh, you're still covered. I want to move on to another phone call again? 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Bill, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Pally. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
3: Okay, thank you. Um, the reason for calling, I'm working presently, and I'm getting the CPP and the OAS. Anything um, as regards to
2: benefits, would I be able to access legally besides that? So, so are you currently working? Yes, sir. And has your income been impacted because of uh, the virus?
3: Um, no, it doesn't matter. I guess I'm considered an essential business.
2: Okay, so, so you're earning the same. If you are earning the same, then no, there's no other benefits available. The benefits that are available usually are for those whose income has been impacted. For example, the CRB are for those that are now earning less than $1,000 a month because of the virus. But if you are, are in the fortunate position where your income has stayed the same, no, there are no other benefits available, Bill.
3: I see. All right. I much appreciate that so kindly for you. Appreciate your kind your, your, um, fine work.
1: Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you uh, you tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your evening. you got uh, you got time as well. Give us a call, 416-870-6400, and we're going to move on to very common questions that you get every day, Lior, and uh, you bet, by the dozens, if not the hundreds, a week you get these <laughs> questions, but hey, you don't mind answering them. That's why you're there, so it's, uh, it's a bit of repetition, but uh, you're very practiced in the art of. So the first one is this, uh, what can I do if I believe that my boss is setting me up in order to fire me? That's never nice.
2: Yeah, it's not nice, but it's it's common. And at least yeah. a lot of individuals feel that that's what's happening, that they're being set up, they're being uh put in a situation where that's the goal. Now, remember, an employer is allowed to let you go. They don't even have to work hard to do that as long as they pay severance. So when I talk about setting you up, what I'm talking about is situations where they're trying to uh, build a case against you so they can potentially let you go for cause, i.e. without severance. Now, if that's what's happening, well, you want to not stay quiet and stay silent about it. If you believe your employer is building up a case, and building up a case means all of a sudden you're provided with warning, you're you're being criticized, you're being told you're not doing a good job. Well, if that's what's happening, make sure that you respond Make sure that you don't just take it and, 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 you know, accept it and say nothing about it. So if your employer is building a case, respond. Say, well, no, that's not what happened. Here's what did happen. Or if you have a conversation with your employer where you think, well, I wish there was a record of that because they acknowledged that I wasn't doing a bad job. Go back to your office. Send an email to your employer saying, employer confirming we just talked about that and you said this and this to me. So make sure it's all in writing. It's impossible to for an employer to try to make up stuff if you have stuff in writing so protect yourself put stuff in writing don't accept things that uh, that are criticism or performance reviews that are negative without responding to them and if you respond in writing you're protected you're gonna make it almost impossible for the employer to try to let you go for cause
1: 416-870-6400 we'll get to more of those uh, talking points here in a moment first though, josh is uh, josh is on the line hey josh good evening Good evening how are you guys good brother what's uh, what's going on with you
3: uh, first off thanks for taking my call um,
1: you
3: bet. so um, in trying times that we're having right now uh, I own a business that's considered an essential service um, my corporation uh, I'm finding that uh, my customers uh, don't feel like paying me right now um, and because uh, a lot of the like I'm a contractor uh, and a lot of uh, the contracts that I do, I, I dealt with subcontracts as opposed to uh, employees. Um, I haven't met the $20,000 minimum to apply for a $40,000 loan. Um, and while I'm I'm kind of hanging out in the air to dry, uh, waiting for whatever my customers feel like they, they can pay me uh, for the work that I'm doing. So is there anything that uh, Canada is willing to help me with right now?
2: Well, there may be, depending on your... your Business and if you you have a commercial property that you're leasing, that there's rent relief that's available. You also personally may be able to, as, as a self-employed individual, may be able to apply for the CERB. But for that, you'd have to show that the uh, the uh, income that you're earning is less than a thousand dollars a month. Uh, the other thing, there's there's tax deferrals that are uh, available to you uh, as well. But beyond that, and and. Because you don't have employees, so the wage subsidy doesn't apply to you and and also the uh, business loan, the small business loan doesn't apply to you, you're really looking at rent relief and the CERB. Uh, and you may need to give your customers a bit of a kick in the pants because you need to eat as well. Uh, if you need to do that, I can certainly help you with that. But that's really my advice here. There's no direct benefit that would, would, would apply. You're kind of in that little you know, twilight zone where this, this doesn't exactly yeah. apply to you and that doesn't exactly apply to you. Uh, so th- that's all I can
1: tell you, Josh.
3: Neither one of those applies, uh, but that's okay. Thank you very much for your help, Lior.
2: Take care. Thanks, Josh.
1: Thanks, Josh. You need to reach out further. Uh, don't hesitate. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But for the here and now, you want to call through, ask your questions. Yeah, no problem. Four one six. Eight seven zero sixty four hundred 6400 is a way to that. Talking about the very common questions you get. You did mention uh, in our last talking point about you think they're gearing up to, to let you go. You send a confirmation email of any discussions you've had. They had You send that email um, confirming that we spoke over this, 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 and this, but you don't get a reply. Just crickets on the other end. Does it make a difference?
2: Actually, that's perfect if we don't get a reply because the logic would be that if they they disagree, they would say, what are you talking about? No, that's not what happened at all. Their silence Remember, silence is acceptance. So it applies to you. If you're silent, that's as if you say, yeah, I accept. If they're silent, it's the same thing. So I'm perfectly happy for you to send an email and not get a response as long as you actually send that email. Very important to do that.
1: Second one on the list of things, the common questions you get all the time, especially in the last, I'd say, five weeks. Uh, do I have to accept going on a temporary layoff? You know, I've always talked
2: about temporary layoffs, but yep. never, never so much as in the last couple of months. <laughs> uh, because unfortunately, you know, it's so many millions, literally millions of people. I never thought I'd see that have been laid yeah. off temporarily at the same time. So uh, I, I've talked about this, but we have to, to remember that despite how common it is, And despite the fact that we do have a pandemic going on right now, an employer still, in most cases, doesn't have the right to lay you off temporarily. Now, what I mean by that is I don't mean that there's a a way to stop them and the government's not going to go in there and say, no, no, don't do that. All that means is that you have a right, if you choose, to treat that temporary layoff as a termination and then get severance. So whenever you've been laid off temporarily, you have the choice to accept it and, and sit at home and you know wait for the company to call you back, sure. Or you can choose to treat that as a termination and get severance. And of course the concern here, you know, some may say, well, okay, severance is fine, but why else would I want to uh, not be working there anymore? Well, if you accept that layoff, if you accept that layoff because you, you just don't wanna be out of a job, which I understand, you've given them the right to do it again. And that's the problem. So you could end up in a situation where you work for a few months, you get laid off for a few months, you work for a few months, you get laid off for a few months, which is not a very good way to work. So that's why you have to at least consider this notion of uh, temporary layoff being a termination. In most cases, an employer, even in a COVID-19 situation, is not actually allowed to lay off temporarily.
1: More of the common questions you get. Uh, Leor's coming up here in a moment, but uh, I want to get to the phone calls. Always top priority. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Michael, thanks for standing by. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's going? Uh, what's going on with you? So I
3: have a kind of non-COVID situation going on. I'm a I'm a I'm a contractor, self-employed. Um, I was recently. I've been working and doing okay. And on Friday, my my client decided not to pay me. And and hence we had a little argument on Saturday, and he decided he doesn't want me working there anymore, this, that, the other. And I just wanted to get my tools out of there and move on, right? And he made me sign this paper that he had his lawyer's draft up before he would allow me to take my tools. Now, I had the police there and everything to get my tools out. I feel like I was, like, bullied into signing a, a paper saying I won't sue him. Because he owes me money, still, I I can sue him in a in small claims easy. You know, I can I have a case there, but he made me sign this document. Well, or I, or they wouldn't allow
1: me to take my pool.
2: Well, obviously, I would want to see the document to tell you if and how big a problem it is. You know, if if they're the only thing they're doing is allowing you to take something that's yours then that agreement is likely not, va- not 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 enforceable because for any agreement to be enforceable, you have to get something in return for signing it. So if the only thing you got in return for signing it is the ability to take something that you own then they're not giving you anything, really. So that may ultimately not be enforceable. I'd want to see it. Uh, and, it, yeah, if you're owed compensation, you should get that compensation. I just hope that somehow that agreement doesn't bar your ability to do that. So what I want to do... Yeah, yeah. What I want to do, Michael, is I want to connect, or you, for you to connect with me off air. Let's have a more in-depth discussion. Let's also take a look together at that agreement that you signed. And I, I'm be more than happy to to help you get that compensation. I, I really hate hearing stories like that because it's it's so unfair and so wrong to do, uh, to do that to someone.
3: Yeah, I felt totally bullied into signing. Like I almost didn't sign it unless my tools. I was really on the fence. <laughs>
2: Yeah I, yeah, I, I wish, I wish you hadn't. I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's yeah, see, it. That's.
3: I, I have my employee standing there, and his tools are in the place too, so I kind of yeah. To
2: so. Yeah, no, th- th- there's no way we'll be able to get around it. Contact me off air, Michael. Let me see the agreement. We'll get around it.
1: Mike, don't hesitate. And uh, yeah, there is uh, some light there. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred would be the uh, the number. Mike, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But right here, right now, it's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Call through. Get your questions answered. That's why we do the show for the last eight years. Gaddy, hello there. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on you? your mind?
3: Okay, I have. We have a house, and uh, we have a house, and we rented it out. And since January, I haven't got paid. I've, I'm waiting to go to court. We have a court date, but all the courts are closed. I don't know, what can I do? I can't kick her out. I can't uh, even sell the house, because apparently I can't. We uh, don't have to allow the agent to go into the house. So what do I do? I just lose money every, every month?
2: So, Gadi, you know, I, I deal with in disputes between employees and employers. So, not really my my specialty. Uh, I I understand that there there's some changes that have been implemented that. Essentially, any evictions have been suspended. Uh, so you may be in a tough situation right now, and you may have to wait for, for the uh, the emergency uh, orders to uh, uh, to eliminate or to stop before you can do something about it. I don't think there's an easy solution right now uh, to this uh, situation, but I would consult with someone that specialize, uh, specializes in landlord-tenant law. And if you reach out to me off air, I'll be more than happy to connect you with someone that does that.
1: is the number to call through with your questions. You're wondering about uh, your severance, your job, going back to work, being on a temporary layoff, COVID-19. Maybe you're an employer and it's all very confusing. Uh, Keep the phone calls coming. We still have plenty of time. But in between that, uh, very common questions Leora gets every day. Next one is this. Why do you always say that employees get so much severance when the government website, i.e., you know, the, the, the employment board or whatever you want to call it, says I only get one week per year? Yeah, you know, the Ministry of Labor has a nice helpful yeah. website,
2: I say sarcastically, <laughs> that uh, tells you what your are owed and they'll tell you about the week per year. Well, that's nonsense because that only represents a small portion of your entitlements. That represents your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. And every employee has a right to their full entitlements. Unless they sign an employment agreement that eliminates that. So, when you go on the Ministry of Labor website, you'll find out about your minimum entitlements, not realizing that that your full entitlements, what you're actually owed, could be two times, five times, ten times that. No problem. So you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. You cannot go to the Ministry of Labor when it comes to losing your job. Uh, You can go there for overtime issues. You can go there for vacation pay issues and holiday pay issues. Not about your severance, about your termination entitlements. For that, you have to speak with the lawyer. It's misleading information, what they give you there, and it gets worse than that, actually. If you say, okay, well, I'll file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. By doing that, now you're prevented, you're barred from actually pursuing your full entitlement. So a terrible situation. You you could be owed two years' pay, and the Ministry of Labor will tell you eight weeks. Nonsense. Wrong. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Call me. Call another lawyer if you don't want to talk to me. That's fine. Just can't, should not ever go to the Ministry of Labor. 416-870-6400.
1: That was a surprise. Imagine how much the surprise will be when you get an answer to your phone call for something you don't know. Again, 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Another common question. Can my boss refuse to give me the accommodation that my doctor says I need?
2: You know, the doctor is judge and jury when it comes to accommodation, when it comes to your ability to work, okay? So no, your employer cannot dispute what the doctor says. When you need accommodation, maybe it's modified duties or modified hours or maybe the ability to work from home, if you need that, and that's what your doctor is telling your employer that you need, your employer has to make all efforts to provide that to you. Even if it's not easy, even if it costs something, and even if it's a bit of a pain to do, your employer has to make all reasonable efforts. Now, at some point, if it's completely unreasonable and too hard and just not workable, yes, your employer may not have to go that far. But generally, your employer has to accommodate you. Uh, and so get a note from your doctor. And if your employer won't follow that, that could be a human rights violation. That's illegal. One of the most basic employment law rights that we all have is the right to be accommodated. Uh, usually that that comes through when, uh, when a medical condition happens. That could be for other reasons, maybe religious reasons. You need accommodation to be allowed to leave work, uh, let's say, on a Friday at a particular time. But when it comes to medical issues and medical accommodation, get a note from your doctor. If your employer won't follow your doctor, uh, let me know. Let me uh, remind, so to speak, your employer what their legal obligations are.
1: Back to the phones we go. As always, always, love it. 416-870-6400 is that number. Lisa, how are you?
3: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for taking my call.
1: You bet. Go ahead.
3: Okay. So I'm collecting syrup and but I have a. I'm self-employed, and I'm making uh, just over a thousand dollars a month. And when I call SERP, they tell me that that's after business expenses, and they say that I'm okay. But i called your show before, and you said that I'm not. So I'm just confused. Am I still getting some misinformation here?
2: Yeah, you might be because it is generally gross wages, right? Uh, it, it, it's your your you know gross income. Uh, but I, I don't know who you spoke to, so I really can't say more than that. But what the government has said that it is gross income that that is what we're looking for when it comes to the the CRB, yes, not not your the net the income. 20-
3: Yeah, and on April the 27th, they said, Don't worry, you're going to be fine. I spoke to about three people, and they said it's after business expenses. So, just for someone who's out there in the same position I'm in, you know, maybe they should just call and and find that out again. But do they say it's what's on one line, on line 135 is what they're going to look at?
2: okay well i hope that is in fact the case because they had said something uh, different before i really hope they're they're changing their practices and policies because that makes a lot of sense what you're saying uh and, and okay, you know yeah. that would help a lot of people that are self-employed absolutely okay thank you
1: thank you lisa appreciate uh, your time enjoy the rest of your evening and rest of the week for that matter 416-870-6400 it's a number you got a question for the or bring it on that's that's why we're doing it dory you're up next hi
3: hi there how are you today
1: great what's uh, what's on your mind
3: So, I own a business, uh, and the people that I have hired, my employees are contractors. So, I don't issue T4s. I issue T4a. Um, And I was just wondering if I'm eligible for the $40,000 loan or not, if I don't issue T4s and I do T4a.
2: So, so on a couple of days ago, the government actually has changed the criteria to allow more people, including people that are self-employed, uh, to to qualify for the small business loan, even if they don't have that uh, the, the payroll. So, yes, I do believe you will qualify for that loan given the new expanded criteria they just announced that uh, you know very recently, within the last day or two. So, yes, you would qualify, Dory.
3: Amazing! Thank you. That'll save that'll save my life for. For the
1: time being. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, Tori. Appreciate that. Uh, Moving on here, the very common questions that Lior gets every day. You want to make a phone call, you still got some time. It's uh, 416-870-6400. Next one is this. You know, I work extra hours every week, but I don't get paid for them. When does my employer have to pay me overtime?
2: Yeah. So, you know, overtime really is paid for most people if they work more than 44 hours a week. And whether you're on a salary or an hourly employee, you get time and a half for anything over pay, over 44 hours a week. It's, it's as simple as that. So if that's what you work, whether your empl- employer approved it or not, if you, it was necessary, if you worked, you had to do an order to, uh, to do the job, then yes, your employer must pay that. If they don't, well, you, you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. You can seek other advice. 44 hours. And if you're earning a salary, then you simply look at whatever you make in a week. You divide that by 44. That's your hourly rate. Time and a half over 44 hours a week. Simple as that. That's what you
1: get. Again, 416-870-6400. We're just uh, waiting for another call to come through here. Very common questions that Lior gets every day. My boss is treating me badly, harassing me. Now what do I do? Yeah, I get that often, and you know,
2: obviously we all have a right to work in a harassment-free work environment. It's a very yep. fundamental right that we all have, and it's, it's an important right. So if you're being harassed, mistreated, you always want to see if you can resolve it internally. Is there someone you can talk to, an HR person, the owner, someone above the person that's harassing you? The company has to take it seriously to investigate and try to fix that problem. If they don't, that's illegal. Now, if you can't resolve it internally because there's no one to talk to, maybe it's the owner that's harassing you, or you've tried to resolve it internally and nothing has happened, then we have to deal with it externally, okay? And what I mean by externally is we potentially have to just get you out of there, get you uh, compensation and severance so that you can move on. So you reach out to me if that happens, but as a first course of business, always try to see if you can resolve it internally. You do have a right to work in a harassment-free work environment.
1: Yeah, uh, get over to Lance's phone call. Hey, Lance, thanks for uh, hanging on there for a moment. Good evening. How are you?
3: Good, good. good. Thanks for taking the call. Um, it's kind of a question I don't think I've heard answered. Um, self-employed, or I had a corporation. Um, really rough few years, 20 years. I'll keep keeping it short as I can. Um, the problem is I really want to streamline for this year. However, since I deal with recreation centers and gyms and hotels and all that, they're all post-closed. I haven't had been, I, I haven't been able to get an income or anything like that. And I'm wanting I Is someone like me still eligible for help with this virus? Because I obviously can't work because of the virus.
2: So, yeah, if you can't work, then you would qualify for the CRB. If you were working and now you cannot work or, or you're earning less than $1,000 a month, then you can qualify for the CRB, which pays you $2,000. Depending on how many expenses you still have, if you still have ongoing expenses, you can qualify for the small business loan as well as a sole proprietor. You need to have a certain amount of, of, of business expenses, but those are the benefits that will be available to you. Potentially the small business loan and definitely the CRB if now you're not earning. Any income?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, ironically, it's a city that I mean, we owes me money because, but they're <laughs> they're not working either. It's, it's kind of funny, but uh, but yeah, okay. I just to sure being a corporation and, and, and yeah,
2: no, that that's not a problem. Self employed individuals like yourself do qualify for the CRB. So yeah, if you're not making a thousand dollars a month, or you're making uh, less than that, by all means, you should apply and you should apply right away.
1: Appreciate it Lance do that I uh, want to get to an email here uh, this one from Janet before we wrap up says my employer let me go uh, let me go because they say I don't work fast enough I've never had any complaints before do they have the right to do this no, they don't. Well, they, they they do if they want to pay you full severance, but what
2: they right. can't do is they can't let you go for cause uh, just because they may think your performance is not up to par. The only way they could let you go for cause is if they give you warning after warning and they offered you help and training and you still can't do it or maybe you're going out of your way to work uh, slow then yeah, maybe, maybe then they can talk about a termination for cause. But if she's never been warned before, it's never going to be cause. So if they want to let her go, they have to pay her full severance and pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the place you go to to find out exactly how much severance you would be owed.
1: And we're just about done for another evening. Appreciate all your phone calls. You can reach out, no problem. Want to remind you as well, as we mentioned off the top of the show, you want to do some good, do some donations, help the frontline workers get some meals. You can do it through the AvenueBanquetHall.com. Friends of the show, the AvenueBanquetHall.com. They're doing that, and they're awesome. Uh, to get a hold of Lior, 1-855-821-5900. It is help at EmploymentLawyer.ca, and anytime, all the time, you want to go to PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. We'll do it all again on the weekend. Stick around. Do not Moving a muscle. On Point continues. Alex Pearson coming right back here on Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.